0: So this is illegitimate scholar 45, cultural anthropology, dissident history, historiography. This week, it's a conversation with a close friend of mine, Jewish American guy. We talk about Israel-Palestine in a frank way. Next week, I'll have a more traditional illegitimate scholar, anthropology. We're going to talk about the culture of obesity in America and what's wrong with it. So you know, stay tuned for that. Um. I'm going to be in Gulf Shores, Alabama, for the next uh, nine days, leading to a documentary that I've been working on. So, if you're in that area, let me know. So this is illegitimate scholar forty-five. I'm probably going to record another intro on top of this, but I'm sitting here with a Jewish guy, and we're going to talk about <laughs> Israel-Palestine. <laughs> Just a Jew. So, <laughs> let's talk about why you support Hamas. Uh, I
1: support Hamas because. No, I can't even think of a joke, honestly, because I'm just... Yeah, I mean, I, I came here because I texted the other day, and this whole thing is just... uh sucks, man, this conflict.
0: It sucks, yeah, that's a great understatement. Yeah. It sucks that there's a giant ethnic conflict in the Middle East. Yeah. So how do you feel about it? As a Jew, <laughs> as a J-O-O. As a J,
1: as a J I have... Uh, You know, my stance to you for a while before this thing kicked off was uh, that I do consider myself to be a Zionist
0: in the uh, traditional sense of the word, right? Well, Zionism, let's just define that really quick. When we're saying Zionism, you're saying that you believe that Jewish people should have an ethno-state. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And have the right to defend it. Um, Fair enough. And that's where my... Zionist, my pro-Zionist views really end. Yeah. Um where that word has been sort of perverted to mean. A lot of people use Zionist as like borderline slurred to mean you believe that Israel has the right to do whatever it wants without impunity against Palestinians and
0: you know other groups. Yeah. But there I mean there's this thing, right, in like when you're talking about Israel and Palestine, regardless of it, is that like there is a implication, and I legitimately from both sides, that's like it's mutually exclusive in the sense that you will be like like ultimately taken to the extremes. The idea that there is a Jewish homeland, Israel, and that it's on top of all the same territory that the Palestinians are on, it's inherent genocide. To me, and then the same perspective from the Palestinians who are like Israel, like river to the sea. The implication of the phrase river to the sea is like all the Jewish people need to get out. The Israelis well, need to get out. Right. So it's the same thing from the other side.
1: I, I don't see how the existence of the Israeli state is inherent genocide in any way.
0: No, what I'm saying is that like the existence and perception of the Israeli state as. Again, it's from the river to the sea, essentially, is the Israelis don't say that, but that is, I mean, that's kind of what it is. So you're saying the implication of of pro-Zionism stance is that Israel deserves all
1: of the land of Palestine, or...
0: Yeah, and it's, like, practically, and this is something I talk about a lot. Practically, large. over time, Israel has absolutely grabbed land from... Right, over time, Israel's yeah. land has increased. Completely, and absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's there's trees that they would have had before that, that the Arabs didn't take, and that's used as an excuse for, for yeah. later, and... I mean... um, But what angle do we want to take on this? Nothing. There's no angle. I don't... No, I know, I know. I mean, my... my, my angle like, of, like, what specific thing we're going to talk about.
1: It's, it's rough, because... I do see the Israel is an illegitimate state and should be, you know, dissolved as like a genocidal stance. Uh, like it, that is like I, that would result in the the darkest time in Jewish history since the Holocaust,
0: undoubtedly. Right, right. Because there would right. be a removal at of the at the mercy of Hamas, realistically, right.
1: right? Right, which is we've seen how that yeah played yeah. out. Yeah. Um so that's a stance that I refuse to accept. And, you know, a weird counter argument to that, that some people make is the war crimes that the current Israeli administration, you know, commits and, and all the horrific acts that they've done, right? And I don't see that as a validating condition for the dissolution of Israel. Like, well, you, you can oppose the current, like, regime, right? If you want to put it that way. Which I don't, I, I do think that Israel has been definitely um, cavalier in their actions for sure, and uh, cavalier o-
0: is a good way to put it.
1: Over the time has been, uh, you know, clearly takes the op- at least opportunist, right? When they have the opportunity to grab land, Israeli, Israel absolutely has. Um,
0: well, it's it, to- I think it's
1: far a far cry though from the ethnic cleansing that a lot of people claims the end state of. Israel. I really don't see that as being a true statement. Well,
0: in practicality, right, if there's been 70 years of war, mm-hmm. and that 70 years of war has resulted in continued gradual diminishing of land for Palestinians, then, and still no, you know, solution, then effectively, like continuing on that trend, it is dissolution of Palestinians as a people essentially well it's it's
1: a dissolution of what semblance of government that they have if that continued that trend continued right but i don't think that that's an ethnic cleansing well i think there's a like absolutely a reality where those people are assimilated into just the israeli state if it ever reached that far and i don't advocate i I don't think people want
0: that right like most people don't want that i
1: i i don't think that's a good idea and i don't advocate for that so i don't But I don't think that that's still on the same level of saying that Israel's goal is ethnic
0: cleansing. Well, it's not that the goal is ethnic cleansing. It's that that's the foreseeable result, I think. I think at least that's how people see it. That's how I see it. Because it's, it's like practically that's what it is over time. Like even if it's not ethnic cleansing, like maybe, and maybe really it's irrelevant, but like the people that are in the Israeli government, if they continue to take the actions that they're taking, like, even if they're not outwardly calling for ethnic cleansing, the effect is that there is no land for the Palestinians. Yeah. And over time, that's that's ethnic destruction, right?
1: I I don't know. Is it? What what ethnicity are the Palestinians that, like, would be destroyed?
0: Well, that, see, that's another thing. It's like there's there are these common arguments that have, like, when you're saying what is the ethnicity, there's been kind of a— there has been a um like an attack on like the Palestinians as an identity, which then justifies their destruction as a people. And this is something that is that is common like the the idea of of denying the validity of the identity of somebody of somebody is like pretty commonly understood as like part of genocidal activities.
1: Yeah. I, I see the point you're making, but I don't know. I just you know the ethnicity of palestinians is just like mixed arab basically right and it's not like there aren't arabs in israel it's not like israel has you know some horrible stance against arabs or horrible treatment of arabs there is um you know absolutely history of some discrimination that's happened against uh, non-jewish arabs and things like that
0: in, in israel but yeah and but even within but different groups right. within Israel I mean but there's still sephardic, a Ashkenazi
1: s- yeah uh, no, a significant number of arabs living in, what is it was like 20% of Israel's arab but and are then, they
0: sephardic like muslims
1: um i think non jewish arabs and then okay. of, of the jews that live in israel i think like more uh, than ashkenazi are mizrahi or whatever they're called It's like north african middle eastern oh, jews yeah um, yeah yeah so I, I that's why i just don't buy like well the idea that israel's out to destroy the palestinian people or kill people you know kill as many palestinians as possible i was just saying that you know europeans don't make up most of israel most of israel's arab frankly so, and I, that's why i don't buy the ethnic cleansing
0: so maybe it's not arguments but let's let's get away from the ethnic cleansing the destruction it's The inability of the Palestinian people to govern themselves in an effective way.
1: Yeah, which, you know, is absolutely a result of British and Israeli actions. Right. Like, yeah, you know, that situation is totally uh, (laughs) helped created by the Israelis. Yeah,
0: and, you know, there is the thing everybody, a lot of people who are into this stuff have heard about when... There were um, what are they called the uh? There were like multiple groups that the, that the British had promised um, like three different groups that the British had po- promised the area to right, and then uh, yeah, and they they only really consulted uh, and then they gave Israel. it to the yeah. to the Israelis right essentially. Well,
1: they only they only consulted them about how Palestine should be. Um, run I believe and and partitioned and all that Yeah, I don't claim to be much of a academic or historian Um, right and that's okay if you don't know everything there's a lot of I mean it's a rich history Um, my my stance is mainly based on the logical ethics of if Israel was dissolved it would certainly mean um, more or less a a second holocaust either the death or exodus of almost every Jew in the area
0: Yeah. So it's and it's basically, again, practically functionally impossible for um, for that to happen without some sort of something that would effectively be called genocide. Right. Right. Like that's that's where I think we're at. Um, You guys like the video, please. I would appreciate that. Um, But again, so what then is happening right now to the Palestinians, right? Like what what about the other yeah. side of this? So let's let's like go back just a little bit.
1: Well, it, it's not even just their side. I think there is a, a a mirror of of conditions really. Um Why don't you continue what you were saying before I uh, What was I saying? Oh, I was I was speaking about the Palestinian side of things and what
0: they're going through. Oh, well, okay. So let's yeah, let, let's just get on to that then. Um long have we been up for it says i've been up for 27 minutes but that recording only says 17 minutes why is that i maybe i didn't have it um i think they should open the borders of israel they're not multicultural enough <laughs> from the comments, <laughs> yeah but that, that's one of these arguments right it's like why does israel get to have an ethno state you know i don't necessarily want an ethno state but some some people do especially i mean some of my listeners are are ethno nationalists yeah. i assume um from some of the stuff i haven't had anyone explicitly tell me they are but well, why do assume why do you think uh there shouldn't be a jewish ethnostate well okay so i don't think there shouldn't be but what i'm saying is why is it's it's like oops it's this argument of like of like why do the israelis get an ethnostate we want an ethnostate yeah right so it's like
1: but what like what an ethnostate of what ethnicity like well, who
0: like who a white ethno state is is the implication i think in this case but it could be for anything or it could be it it doesn't even have to be an ethno state it can be uh you know some or some sort of other okay
1: um it's kind of a that's kind of a weird stance to take this situation from because I, why don't that's we get that is is like uh, it's I don't know, but do you have the resources and backing to make that happen for yourself? If not, that's why realistically. And I, I like, think
0: that's ultimately like what it really comes down to. Yeah. It really comes down to like the reason Israel exists and the reason that Palestine can't do anything is that they lost wars.
1: Rather than asking why doesn't group XYZ have an ethnostate or deserve an ethnostate, I think it's important to acknowledge that Jews do need an state that historically it has been shown time and time again that all variety of groups are willing to turn on Jews in the flash of you know just like that yeah um i, I and for the record i don't think the existence of israel should be about creating a nation that which is more favorable to Jews than other religions or ethnicities. It's just about having a state which always serves as a place of refuge for Jews in the event that something like the Holocaust ever happens again.
0: Obviously, like, there's a long history of the Jews getting kicked out of a bunch of different places, right? But they were also minorities in a bunch of different places. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there's going to be examples of this. There's also examples of hundreds of years of, like, of good times, like, good times, great oldies, like, Jewish people being very successful in a lot of different places. Yeah, in some places. Right, but, like, in a lot of places, right? Like, because it's a diaspora population that goes everywhere. Um, And there's long, like, very successful people in like a lot of places that they go to. So I just, I don't like the idea that there's this concept that relates. Like I would, I just want it to be presented like, um, uh, like across the board, like normal, because you know, the Irish potato famine was a genocide. Mm -hmm. Like it was a genocide. Like some people disagree with that, but the Irish potato famine, it's a imperial population they're they're owned by the british the british are diverting food resources and then millions of people die population doesn't recover to the same levels for 90 years depopulation is used for more settler colonialism to replace the native population but from there if like if we're all following the argument and like look maybe you're cool with like an ethno state and america is something different but like as far as the irish goes like The Irish are not allowed to have the argument, and this isn't necessarily against you, but it's like, even though the Irish have suffered a genocide, they're not allowed to be like, hey, we're not going to take in other ethnicities, other religions than Protestant and Catholic. Like, they're not allowed to do that, right? They're not allowed, like...
1: Well, that's not what Israel's about,
0: either. What is it? What do you mean? It's not... What's it not about? Israel
1: takes in lots of different ethnicities and religions. It's a country for... Yeah, it doesn't. Like I said, it's not about discriminating against. But uh, practicality again, like practicality again. But practicality shows that there's lots of different religions and ethnicities in Israel. There's a lot of Christians. There's a lot of Muslims. But it's 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 only seventy
0: five percent Jewish. It's right, but half those Jews are Arab. Right, but but half are European. Seventy five percent Jewish, right? And then, but the numbers are not necessarily going down like the numbers of Jewish people aren't going down over time in relation to the rest of the population. Like there isn't a, like there is in other places, there isn't like a diminishing population level. There isn't like the way that it's trending is not going to like make like Lebanon, like Lebanon was a population that was made as a Christian country. And Mm -hmm. now because of birth rates over three generations and people running away and terrorism, you then have, um, the Muslims outpacing the uh, the Christians, and now Lebanon, like, Christians are fleeing. It's not safe for them anymore. Okay. And, like, so, yes, you're saying this thing about letting everyone in, but then what's the... But then the obvious question is, like, okay, if, like, Palestinians are essentially being ruled over by the Israelis, which is effectively what it is, because they're the ones who actually are in control of the territory from a monopoly of violence perspective, then why are they still there like why why aren't all those palestinians given a vote in israel
1: because they're under an entirely they're a different nation what do you mean i don't know
0: how to really well yeah but that's that. the point they're they're a different nation but they don't have like that they are functionally a different nation but they're not actually like treated that way they're not like there isn't a there's a, a ton of meddling from israel there's the west bank like Palestinian land continues to be taken all the time, you know, you know about settler communities, right? Yeah. So I mean the function of those over time is to me to to depopulate the area. Um right and replace it with a more amenable population and like yeah, we can bring up minority populations of of different types of Arabs, Christians, Muslims, but at the same time it's it's uh it's there's always minority popula like we have them in the US, but that's not an argument against a lack of discrimination against black people or Hispanics just because they're 12, 15, 20% of the population.
1: Well, I I mean, I acknowledge that Israel is, you know, actively working to grab land influence and power from its, you know, neighbor country Palestine, right? Yeah. Um, But I don't see how that necessarily points to anything which shows that Israel is actively trying to, suppress all populations besides their one you know, it's it, it seems more of a territorial dispute to me than an, an ethnic or religious one. I was saying this seems like more of a that the whole settler thing and the Israeli occupation of in, you know increasing settlement is more seems more of a territorial dispute and an an opposition to the elected forces of Palestine, which clearly, you know, Want to see Israel destroyed more or less? And you're saying there is something ethnic in the, the nature of that dispute.
0: Well, it's
1: unless I—that's what I believe you were saying.
0: No, no, yeah, they're well, it's it's they're one. Of, I don't recognize them as as necessarily different. Like just because it's a territorial dispute doesn't mean that it's not an ethnic dispute or a religious dispute or vice versa. They're they're generally one and the same. No,
1: there's a big difference between the two.
0: I think why? Like in in what way?
1: Uh, like, the exact reason that I, from an Israeli point of view, okay, because I'm not going to speak to the, any sort of absolute truth about the conflict, because I acknowledge that there's no black and white to this, okay? Right. Um. Keep going. From the Israeli truth, or point of view, right, the neighboring nation, the surrounding nation to you, has elected groups into power which actively seek the destruction of Israel by their doctrinal stance, their defined outlook is that. So, every bit of of land, all the people you can have under your government as opposed to Hamas or the PLO is... More power taken away from terrorists, in quotation marks, you know, just not going to... Yeah. More power taken away from those groups so that you can better secure your own state. Okay, so... And that is uh, inherently different to, we want our ethnicity to be in these lands, we want our religion to be in these lands... One of them has to do with the continued existence of Israel and its supposed defense, and the other one is Nazism.
0: Well, okay. Um, When I see...
1: And again, for the record, I oppose further Israeli settlement into the West Bank and... A lot okay. of the actions happening in Gaza. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you oppose, and specifically, what in Gaza? Um.
1: I, well, currently, I would say the, the the carelessness of human with human life that has
0: clearly been displayed by Israel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. That's undeniable.
0: Okay. So, so the, again, it, it comes down to practicality for me. Like, it it very much is a practicality thing. And practically, what I see is that over time, the land is being taken. Like, that is what's happening. So, regardless of, like, right. So, Israel might not be saying outwardly, Israel is not in their doctrine stating, we aim to make our people over the other people that live here. Like, we aim to continue. Like, as far as I'm concerned, they might as well be saying the same thing as what Hamas is doing um maybe not the same but I totally disagree the difference is my perception as what I perceive to be okay like what I perceive as value so it's not a difference that's like innate or anything it's but Israel is like over time that that is what's happening even if they're not saying that this is what we want to happen it's what they're doing so it doesn't matter if they say it or not, it's it's the actions and that's what the actions are. Like you can you can paint like a rose by any other name would, would smell as sweet, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, but I I don't just dis- I don't agree that that's what's happening. I mean, uh, the land grab is absolutely happening.
0: Right. But the and the land grab re- represents displacement of those people who have the land. So that's that's what- so what isn't happening then? A replacement of the Palestinian people because that's I mean, the land is being taken over time, so yeah, the population. I guess,
1: I guess, I guess um, motive is the thing I'm, I'm disagreeing with here, but it doesn't really w- end up uh, mattering that much, right, right? And
0: but that's my point is that functionally the motive, and number one, I think that the stated motive is maybe different than the the actual motive. So when they're saying that there is a motive, that's one thing. That doesn't mean that that's actually what the motive is. The motive could be anything um they will also they'll always lie i mean when when i say they i mean any government in history yeah of course um but you know it's it's uh so terrorists as well like we use this word terrorist. well again
1: I, when i said that word i you know can't see on camera but i even gave the quotation marks, you did okay? do that yeah um, i've seen it to- i'm not again that everything i just said was proposed from an israeli point of view and I don't think that it represents necessarily reality, but I also don't think that it goes so far as to say that they are the same as what Hamas would have done um, if the power dynamic (coughs) was reversed and things like that,
0: okay? Um, Sorry, keep going.
1: I understand that (coughs) (laughs) displacement uh, of those people, absolutely of Palestinians has absolutely taken place over time, and that's how this land was was acquired, right? I think you can acquire land without, um, you know, without genocide being a, a byproduct of it, if that makes sense. I mean, well, happens all the time.
0: Does it, though? Yeah. What do you mean? Give me one example, because I don't know what you're talking about. It's extremely weird how you need laws in Europe to basically protect the Holocaust as an actual event that happened. There's not other like other law like that for any other event. Um,
1: well, I think the Holocaust
0: is just one of those moments where
1: collectively, as a human, <coughs> human civilization, we are like, let's not forget this lesson. And that's why a lot of cultures, uh, not cultures, a lot of countries have anti-holocaust denial laws yeah
0: but there's lots of other events right there's lots of other events yeah it's uh i think it's i think there's more to it than that um i really do why because it's it's make like the point is that different groups advocate for themselves so jewish groups wanting to advocate for the holocaust as a more common um area of study are going to push for that specifically like that that's just a thing that's going to happen yeah
1: but what then why don't groups that advocate for those other events do the same thing in those countries? Well, they I do, haven't? but
0: they have less like there are more. It's, it's not like we were talking about this earlier. It's like there are more Jews with a significant amount of power.
1: How many Jews in Germany were there with significant power when that legislation was pushed through that Holocaust denial was made illegal? Oh, a lot.
0: How many? When was this? I mean, it was basically the reconstruction of Germany uh, post-World War II. Right. Part of it was um, the, the Bolsheviks. The other part of it is, is like a lot of global elements. With, I find
1: it hard to believe Jews were managing, like controlling the media and working from places of high power right after the Holocaust in Germany.
0: Well, it wasn't German command. It was, it was internationally occupied. So absolutely they were, but they, they weren't Germans. Well, I mean, some of them the, were. The, the
1: legislation is the legislation now and it's not, we're not, I, they're not occupied by anybody.
0: Yeah, but there was a cultural shift in, in what was pushed in. So, how many
1: Canadian Jews were there that made that legislation pulled into place? I,
0: I, there were probably a bunch. There were probably I, a bunch, but that's not specifically what I'm talking about though. I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about the, the amount of like scholarly influence about about the Holocaust. That's that's not what I want to get into. I want to keep reading these comments. Okay. If you want to keep that. Well, that was that, a comment. Right? That's why
1: yeah. it was brought up.
0: Um, they're called memory law. There are none in Spain for Holocaust, but it's forbidden to deny the Civil War. See, yeah, deny the Civil War. That's interesting because that's, that's a cultural one, right? Like in a lot of countries, it's illegal to deny.
1: Do you think there's any level of censorship that's okay?
0: I mean, there has to. To be, like a threat could be like uh, you could say to somebody like I'm going to go to where you are and I'm well, going not,
1: to harm. Well, not not a call of, call to action or violence or anything. Well, but that's already right. Okay, I didn't ask that question with an end game in mind. By the way, it's just what a was the question? genuine question. Do you think that there is like necessary censor- censorship? Is there censorship you don't oppose? I mean, well, there's like. I mean, even like the Hamas protests, a lot of them were shut down. That's a form of censorship
0: yeah, um, and i don't like the problem that I have is that and and this goes into like when you're talking about um the Holocaust as well. I don't like when a event an event like is you're not allowed to talk about it in a certain way, like anything and and I don't like an event being singled out and saying that this is like the thing that you can't talk about. Because when you when you put something up on a pedestal like that, when you put something like, at such a high level that it's sacred, you're not allowed to talk about it. Um, And but it's that thing. It's not like anything of this particular nature. Like, for example, you can deny and people often do just because it was a uh, it was a famine, you can pass off as a famine. But there was a genocide in Ireland. It was, very, it was a very effective genocide. Yeah,
1: and if people say that it
0: never happened, doesn't that... Well, uh, people say that it wasn't a genocide. Right. But, and that's, I mean, that's genocide denial, right? Right. But in a lot of places, that's not illegal. Yeah. It's only illegal to deny the Holocaust.
1: Okay. But so, would it be a but, bad thing if you couldn't deny the fact that the potato famine was a genocide?
0: I mean, I think that you should be able to deny whatever you want. Like the earth is flat. Yeah. That type of thing. In
1: the same light, I think cultures can decide that something was so damaging to their own culture that they should there should be laws against basically not learning from that lesson of history.
0: But whenever you pick a specific event, whenever you pick one specific event, the reason that that event gets picked over others is for the reason is for whoever that's most important to like there isn't necessarily like it's it's like how do you what's worse the transatlantic slave trade or the holocaust or the irish potato famine or the bangladeshi famine of the 1940s or the boyer war concentration camps of the that the english did like why when when you're picking out that one event that event is being picked out like it's being picked out by individuals for socially constructed reasons it's not like it just comes out of nowhere it's not like it drops out of the zeitgeist and that's, that's the event that you're choosing, right? It has to be chosen by somebody and it's chosen by somebody like with more power and, and when it's going to be in a situation where it's more relevant to your culture or when I say culture, I'm talking about like the way that you pick social constructs, what you're studying, things like that, then like if it's m- more important to a certain group of people, then that is going to be more prominent or that group of people exercises a lot of soft power. And when I'm thinking about that, I'm talking about, like, the difference in America of the subpopulation of Asian people versus the subpopulation of black Americans. Like, you have black Americans who exercise an incredible amount of soft power in the culture, in um, sports, uh, music, things like that, Um, but they're not... And they're able to affect culture that way, even though they are disproportionately not in certain other positions of a power and historically have been even more so discluded.
1: Okay, I guess my question to you is, what is the harm in Holocaust denial legislation, legislation?
0: I don't it's I don't believe in any sort of censorship like that, any of it. So it's not like it's you know, I can answer that. Any answer I give you is going to be about it being an event rather than anything else, like nothing specific about Holocaust denial. It's just that I don't think that it makes sense to pick out a specific specific event for being banned.
1: Well, I I think also it might have to do with just our proximity to it. Like, sure, a lot of more horrible things have happened, but... I mean, I wouldn't even say more horrible, right? But other horrible things have happened. Um, But it's relatively recent,
0: right? And uh, I mean, there's more recent genocides. Sure. There's a lot more. The relevance thing is true, but like, again, we live in New England, a lot more Irish people than there are Jewish people. Yeah. And a lot of us are here because of the famine, because of the genocide. And we don't a lot have of Jews the, are
1: here because of the holocaust. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but I don't think
1: there's anything wrong with saying if if Ireland was like this was a formative time where somebody tried to kill off our people, we're not going to allow this
0: segment of history to be ignored. In our but when it's but denial of it means that you're not allowed to have certain you're you're not like When you're denying it, somebody has to decide what denying it means, which means that they're allowed to create a specific narrative of it, and you're not allowed to talk about specific aspects. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's good to deny that it was a genocide. Yeah. The Irish potato famine was definitely a genocide. It was effective settler colonialism that paved the way for um, further conquering of the native Catholic population by Scots and English uh, uh, Protestants. But that's... Like, if they were to decide this is the this is the the dogma, then then it's it no longer becomes it it becomes something that is a political truth rather than just organic truth. Yeah,
1: I just think your skepticism can be applied to all laws and all enforcement of them. Like, well, you're going to have police. Well, someone's going to have to enforce the law those laws, and their bias is going to be the one that dictates how it's enforced. And it's, you're not wrong, but that doesn't mean we can't have laws that are made in good faith to, you know, learn from history and and make sure that those lessons aren't lost to time.
0: So we're talking about this. In America, we now have this situation where we have populations of people living together who kind of want to kill each other.
1: Yeah, I think America is where it's actually going the best, frankly. What do you mean? Like, we're we're still managing it pretty well. Like, infighting is not really... Yeah, there hasn't here.
0: been a lot of actual violence. Right.
1: Um, France is like an example of... it has been some pretty r- crazy f- attacks that have happened in France. They've been like, getting like overrun in over the sh- last few decades, realistically, the last couple decades. Um,
0: but here, here, like know. we got... We have people living in a population, like we have Muslims and Jews and then their specific supporters for whatever reason... And there's a bunch of different reasons why somebody would support one side over the other. Um, did everybody just jump off at the same time? <laughs> that's weird. I just It just went down from five to two people, but that's okay. If you're one of those two people still hanging out or if that was a glitch, then you know, welcome. Now it's at four. Weird. What the f*** is our country even if we don't – if there are people within the borders – who have like deathly issues with each other. Although I guess practicality, again, they're not really deathly issues because there hasn't been a lot of actual violence. But the idea that like at colleges, there's Jewish students and Muslim students, there's Palestinian students and some Israeli students, and they're at deadly odds with each other, essentially. Like some of them have family that's fighting and killing each other. Yeah. And they exist in the same country. And now they have their own opposed to each other, other identities within the country. And I just, I mean, that's not a good thing. I just don't think that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I think what America, what the U.S. has done really well for a while is, and this is something I, I feel, you know, I might be a Jew, right? So I feel some kind of kinship to Israel. Right. But I'm an American first and foremost. Yeah, me too.
0: Um, and I, I feel the, the Irish thing is like, it's looser because like, I feel a lot for Ireland. Yeah, like a lot for Ireland, but I, you know, ultimately, that's that's a fraction compared to the American identity. Right. Like I'm American of yeah. Irish descent. It's not I'm not Irish.
1: Right. So I think that uh for a long time we've had a strong national identity and it is kind of blended those borders a lot like very effectively, you know. Like you can have Jew and a Irishman and (coughs) Arab all at the bar, you know, all walk into the bar, blah, blah, blah. It happens all the time, you know? We all share spaces um, with any number of different kinds of religions, ethnicities, nationalities, ex-nationalities, whatever. Um, That's something that kind of worries me about the recent trend in my lifetime of, (laughs) like, my generation kind of being very... um, I don't know. I don't want to say anti-America. Yeah. Right. But you know what I mean.
0: No, I mean, yeah, definitely. There's, uh, there's a shift in it. And you know, I was, I taught ish. Like, I got my teaching degree and I got certified to teach and yeah. I did my student teaching. And the the relevant like the content that they're teaching about right now is like, oh my gosh, it's dark outside. The content yeah. they're teaching about is like nine o'clock. Like they don't do assimilation anymore. When our grandparents were around like they did heavy assimilation they assimilated you um like different types of mostly whites at that point like i'm talking about like 20s 30s 40s 50s uh beginning of like universal high school everybody got assimilated you spoke english they attacked they they did attack they sub they specifically subdued a lot of subpopulations namely the germans and the uh and the Japanese in World War II. But the Germans, that had already happened in World War I, and it was very complete in World War I. There used to be a German-American culture, um, and that's heavily gone now, uh, not as a result of World War II, but World War I. And then it was really destroyed in World War II. Um, but there isn't, an, there isn't an emphasis on assimilation anymore. It's an emphasis on people being allowed to have their own identities.
1: Yeah, everyone's an individual.
0: Right. Everyone's an individual and you have these identities and that's your lived experience and and all that and that's fine. It's it's fine, but also
1: but also it's not that
0: fine. It's not that fine. Yeah. It's not it's not fine. Um
1: also it has bred an excessive amount of racial tension and uh. political tension in my lifetime. I mean <laughs> you know i can't remember too far before you know into the past i'm only i'm only you know 20 something years old here but uh god have 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 people ever really been at their throats this much in our country for not ever but like at least in recent times in the in the post i don't know
0: the um, cold war forward at least no not cold war forward right no the 60s was bad sure and people don't talk about how bad the '60s was, but the '60s was bad. That that was some bad, bad stuff, man. They were um, they were gnarly in the '60s. There was a lot of violence that doesn't get talked about yeah. in the '60s. But no, it has not not happened since then. And but it's been it's been like it feels like, and there's evidence for this, but it feels like it's been done on purpose. And I'm not saying by like it's probably decentralized within a bunch of different groups of people, but whatever has happened, it's, it's been done on purpose. And the, the the production, the pushing and education of like, it should be obvious when people read this stuff, I should actually go into some of the actual literature on it because culturally relevant pedagogy is curriculum that is culturally relevant to not your American identity, but to any other identity that you have, any other subdivision that you have. And if you're going to teach to that and they they don't even like teach English in the same way, they don't like you can just you can just go to an American public school and be speaking Spanish or some other language every day. And that's fine. and That's considered fine. And like, I don't think we should be intolerant of other languages or other cultures, but I don't think that it makes sense to be living in a country where you're not assimilating people into a common way of thinking and a common identity. If you're not doing that, then what's the point of being an American? At that yeah. point, the country doesn't have an identity. And at that point, w- like, why am I living next to somebody and living in a community with people who have a very different identity with than me, which most importantly on that is that they have a very different way of viewing the world. Like, yeah. I want I want to live around people that agree with me. And instead, we're just a mess of, of different identities of e- ethnic, racial, religious, all these different ones that are at odds with each other.
1: Yeah, and that kind of ties back into the whole reason we kind of started off on this tangent, right, is, uh, you know, you had a, a, day, a day of rage announced by a terrorist organization, you know, frankly. Um, I think absolutely Palestinian resistance excluding Hamas can be categorized as resistance, you know, but
0: yeah, But remember, Hamas you, partly funded by Israel
1: Well, whether they're funded or not, they're absolutely a, a creation of Israel, okay
0: Yeah, but they, I mean, specifically funded by Israel
1: I know, to, to Right, in response to PLO to,
0: But like, you know, come on But still,
1: <laughs> that doesn't make it not a terrorist organization Yeah but it does. Like, like the U.S. Sir, served its hand in a lot of terrorist organizations. That doesn't mean. And the U.S. gets the blame, is what I'm saying. But that doesn't mean when you blow up a mosque with a suicide vest that you're not a terrorist. No. So when you walk into a music festival and shoot up 250 people, I don't care that you're funded by the government that you're attacking. You're a terrorist.
0: Absolutely. They're terrorists. So right, but
1: that's why I, I address Hamas as a terrorist organization. I think that's valid.
0: But yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not okay. saying they're not. So then all I'm, I'm not stop. disagreeing with that.
1: So then just where I was going with that. Oh, okay. Is a terrorist organization declared a day of rage, a global day of rage for Muslims. Thousands of people in every country. That should raise some some red flags for a nation. Yeah. When you have thousands of people in your street chanting in Arabic and you're French or German, you know, whatever. And it's in response to a call to action by a terrorist organization. And the unifying flag for all of them is Muslim, uh, Islam, right? Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of crazy. So That should concern you if you're not Muslim, because it means that there's countrymen which have a stronger banner than the one that you're
0: under. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, the th- okay, but the flip side of that. All the Jewish Americans, like Ben Shapiro, who mm-hmm. are calling and supporting Israel so much. And yeah, we can say, okay, Hamas is a terrorist organization, but the distinction of them being terrorists has to do with the way that they conduct their military, or the way that they conduct their their military and like killing operations, whatever you want to call them. And like that is a result of their like, international recognition and of their uh, their technological level. That's not, like, a result. Like, if they could have a professional military, they would. So, yeah, Israel has a professional military. The U.S. has a professional military. So does France. It doesn't stop the U.S., the U.K., Israel, and France. I'm thinking of these specifically, but there's many other countries from instigating coups all over the world, the U.S. all over South America— uh, in Latin America, Central America, France and Africa, I think like dozens of coups, um, Libya, joint French, U.S., U.K., um, all these different places. Like, yes, Hamas is a terrorist organization, but like, I'm not sure that I would call what the U.S. did in Iraq as morally superior to terrorism. Um, I would. Okay why though
1: um, because I don't think that the u s set out into Iraq with the goal of racking up as many innocent bodies as possible now, but does that
0: matter? Yes,
1: absolutely was it, did casualties happen, and a lot of them yeah, and do we bear the responsibility for that? one hundred percent there's a difference between civilian casualties which are a result of war and they happen in every war
0: and intentionally killing non-combatants i don't think there is there absolutely is i i I don't think so because it's a difference of it's a difference of like of the reason why you accept civilian casualties because when when americans go to war when when the west goes to war they know they're going to kill civilians they're not accidental deaths collateral deaths are not accidental they're they're deaths that they know are going to happen and that are accepted. So the US, France, UK, every Western country, Turkey, Russia, even more than the West, when they go on missions and they, and they assassinate people, they know they're going to kill civilians. Just because that's not their stated goal does not mean that's what's going to happen. When like When these wars are started, they know civilians are going to die. They do the stuff anyway. And then we find out that there's all these ulterior motives, Dick Cheney and his companies and And this stuff goes to court, and it it becomes a real thing. And then there's, you know, people being tortured in Guantanamo Bay, and some of them weren't even really terrorists. Oops. But, like, look, you can say it matters. It's a difference. I don't think it's a difference. I don't see a difference. Because it's, it's like, at that point, what you're doing is you're justifying what civilian deaths are okay and what aren't.
1: So let me ask you something. What should Israel's response to the attack have been?
0: I mean— I don't know. I don't know. It that but that doesn't mean that what they did was okay or acceptable. What uh, here's another question. What should Hamas or Palestinians do in response to the last three generations of of their country, of their conflict?
1: Probably not kill a bunch
0: of people at a music festival. I mean, yeah, but Israel probably shouldn't have just started firing missiles into palestine into palestine. the gaza strip
1: gaza's been firing missiles into israel for uh, the longest time
0: and that's also wrong but yeah, it doesn't i know but I, i'm not again like, this is justifying it's it's all just justifying civilian deaths. no i'm
1: not just i'm not justifying civilian deaths. i'm
0: not saying you are but that's implicit but in what I, we're talking the reason about. i
1: asked the question of what should israel's response have been to the attack is because if someone is fighting like Hamas's, what is the response you do nothing and allow 1400 people
0: of your you know no look i'm not even judging what israel did i'm just yeah. i'm just saying that like what it actually is again my question in response again is like if you're hamas if you're the palestinians if you four generations ago 100 years ago this was all your land for your people and now it's shrinking every day and you're living in like cramped conditions in one of the poorest places in the world what are you supposed to do I get it. Obviously, murdering a bunch of people at a music festival is obviously not the answer. But neither is firing rockets into Gaza. So it's like it's it's. So what? I'm I'm seriously asking. It's not facetious. What is Palestine supposed to do?
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know what Israel's supposed to do. Right, but but that's, I, that's but I do see a difference between we're targeting Hamas and civilian casualties result from our strikes. We try our, maybe try our best, you know, even that's giving them too much credit, right? Yeah. But make efforts at least to limit civilian casualties as opposed to let's kill as many civilians as we can in this attack. Huge difference. Massive difference.
0: Practically, the difference is that Palestinian civilian casualties are 10x Israelis at least. I mean, we can look it up. I I don't know what it is, but... The thing is, a lot more Palestinians get killed than Israelis do. Yeah,
1: I mean, well, that was true even during the Six-Day War. I mean, it, but that doesn't mean that they're—that means nothing other than you've been doing war worse. I mean, you have less resources.
0: Okay. That's what that so yeah, to, so they've you know? just been doing war worse. That's the distinction. The distinction is not a moral distinction. The distinction is that they're worse about, at war.
1: When you're talking about why people are dying, there's a distinction Be- well, between— it, we were targeting Hamas, and they hide in residential buildings. And we tried our best to—I so, know, tried our best—even is like, I but
0: it—I it, don't like. And oh, we tried dig- our best. Sorry, your whole family died. That doesn't mean anything. No, it, doesn't why, matter. it
1: shouldn't mean anything to Palestinians, right? It doesn't. Why would it? It doesn't mean anything to me, though. It should. Why? Like why?
0: <laughs> What's the distinction?
1: Because one's collateral damage and the other is...
0: And what is collateral damage? Borderline evil, you know. What is collateral... Why is collateral damage not evil? To me, collateral damage is extraordinarily evil. Because it's a... Collateral damage is the understanding that you know you're going to kill civilians. It's not based on rage or evil or righteousness. It's based on a cold, calculated understanding that these people's lives... Cost less than our goal of what we're doing here.
1: I don't understand, though, how you can. I mean, so everyone's evil for every war that's ever been fought, even if you're defending yourself,
0: because no, because there's I'm not never a been value a value judgment like that. There's on never it.
1: been a war fought where people didn't have civilian casualties. Yes,
0: yeah, no, that's fine. But what I'm saying is that the only th- yes, arguably, civilians are always the greatest casualty of war. Usually, yeah, they almost always are. Right. But that's what I'm saying, that it's just that they're worse at war. That's the only distinction. They do the war different. They have different technological levels. I don't view collateral damage as better. I just don't. It's it's like, that's the point. It's everybody's done war differently all of history. But that doesn't mean that, like, again, this it is implicitly a justification of civilian deaths because you just said it. You just said collateral is different. Collateral is is not as bad as. This motivational, like being motivated by this stated reason, but like they can afford, like Israel, the United States, they can afford to be cold and calculated because they're they're in the position of authority. Prior to the the Six Day War, prior to the '60s, like there was plenty of Israeli terrorist groups, there was plenty of Zionist terrorist groups that helped build Israel. It helped build South Africa. It sure, helped I'm build not the United speaking States. Speaking
1: to that violence, and like I said, even the settler is like the settler violence is whatever happens to you there, it's, you get what's coming
0: to you <laughs> well, it's, but okay i i so i've seen some of this like even then i don't even feel that like i don't so i would say this in any situation but like some of those settler communities were attacked and some of those people were killed like you could say innocent people like some of them are children unfortunately i don't like that like even if they're in the settler communities they're more directly impacting being a part of this but like they're still just a part of the system, you know. That there were there were settlers being sent, like poor whites were being sent farther, farther west. Like I, yes, this happened in Texas, and that's famous. Joe Rogan keeps talking about it, but he was even happening like, like in the Appalachian Mountains. They were like, send the poor whites out there, and they can they can deal with the Indians. They can, like, savage it down.
1: I, I just I th- I think there's a clear difference between something like the Cambodian genocide and. How many Germans were killed during the siege of Berlin? I think there's a massive difference between those two things. What's the difference? Intent.
0: And outcome, also. Okay, but... Because, because what... What, like, what is collateral damage, though?
1: What do you mean? What is what collateral, is collateral damage? damage? I mean, collateral damage... What is, define collateral damage. It's, it's the... In this case, the casualties that are resulting from actions that were intended for other purposes. Right. The the goal was not to cause damage to those people or those
0: objects or whatever. But they're accepted. Collateral isn't accidental. It's accepted. So absolutely they did intend on killing civilian populations. Because if there's an if you calculate an action, I'm going to drop a bomb here to hit this target. We calculate that there's going to be because they do they calculate. I don't know if they did back then, but today in the U.S. military, they calculate there's there's a number, there's a point system, dude, of like How many, like, how high, listen, let me finish. How high value of a target is, they'll say, okay, we can kill this many innocent people for it. That is intending on killing innocent people. It's absolutely accepting. It's, it's just, it's done through a bureaucracy, a bureaucratic method. That doesn't make it better.
1: I don't know how to, how to, I don't know how to argue with you that, like, willing genocide is different than military action
0: that results in people getting I'm I'm hurt. not saying they're not different, but the difference, like, what is the difference? The difference is intent and outcome. The difference is that if,
1: if I was Israel, okay, if I was the sole commander of Israel right now, okay, and I could have my way, I'm not even saying that this is their intent, okay, I would be able to strike at Gaza, kill nothing but known Hamas terrorists, and no civilians, non-combatants, were hurt in the process. That's the difference. If Hamas, if I was a Hamas commander and I had my way, what's, what would happen? The Jewish power would just be dissolved, and I would let all the Jews live peacefully amongst us?
0: I think that you're wrong to assume that there aren't people in that population that, um, that don't want to kill Civilians. i didn't say that right
1: i never said that in fact i acknowledged multiple times that those people do exist
0: so ultimately for me and
1: if that's what's happening then sure those people are terrorists uh, well okay. okay if they're driving the, the
0: what it comes down to for me is that when we're americans right? Like we have a specific understanding of what is acceptable in war. And you're stating it right now. Yeah. You're stating the cultural acceptability, like why this is how we view, but that's because that's how we do war. That's how we do war. Uh So it makes sense. (coughs) Excuse me. It makes sense for us to follow. It makes sense for us to follow and and to promote the rules of war that we have in our culture, because those are the rules of war that benefit us the most. Well, it's, I mean, it's international rules of war as It's well. international rules of war from a Western authority.
1: Sure.
0: Right? So these are created—it's not like in the American Revolutionary War, they were using guerrilla tactics largely learned from Native Americans. They yeah. also brought in Prussian and French and Spanish military advisors
1: mm-hmm.
0: and French naval advisors and Spanish naval advisors. So— But they didn't all fight by the rules of war of Europe. And then the Europeans are looking down on the Americans for this. But at the same time, there's no incentive for the Americans to fight clean if that means losing. No,
1: but there's also no incentive for those Americans to go to Britain and kill and rape British civilians there, was there? No. Right. So (laughs) because why would that help their cause at all?
0: I, what's your point? What's the point?
1: My my point is that you're not talking about the difference in war fighting tactics, because, or rather, you are talking about that. That's not what I'm talking about. Being a Hamas terrorist is not. I'm fighting a war differently by targeting civilians. How is that fighting a war differently? What are you achieving by doing that?
0: Uh, I mean, Jihad. I mean, frankly, well, they're achieving like, a few things. I think that number one, one of the one of the things that's positive from this is that. I think that people like right now some of those settler populations those those settlers those populations are made up of a lot of like Europeans and Americans and Canadians right so you get a guy from New Jersey who knows he's protected by the government and I've seen the videos online of a guy with a New Jersey accent walking into some family's home in the West Bank and being like this is my house now I didn't do this to you like you like I didn't do this to you I'm sorry I like I didn't do it doesn't say I'm sorry like, I didn't do this to you. They Take it up with them. Okay, that guy, and maybe more people like it, are going to think twice about going to Israel when they see these horrifying pictures. I just told you whatever happens
1: to those f- they get what's coming Well, out.
0: yeah, but that's, but that's the point. That, but I'm telling you that there is a functional purpose to Hamas doing terror like that. Like, that's why terrorism happens, because it works.
1: I don't think that's why Hamas commits terrorist acts. I, I find that hard to believe. I mean, it, it's it, it's ta- a tactic to prevent people from settling in the West Bank. I don't know They that. want to stop people I from think settling that's great, on Palestinian lands. I think it's a great way to get the IDF to send more people to the West Bank.
0: I mean, and then have the world response of the result of that. Like, you know how that's going to be. That's ha- what's happening now. I, whether or not it's a good idea doesn't mean that there aren't, like, benefits to their side from what they're doing I just I just don't
1: think that it's like it goes that deep I think the reason you would do a suicide attack is because of religious fundamentalism that rewards you for doing so and it like a lot of terrorism boils down to something that's that simple like you're not suicide bombing a mosque because this will help push our advantage in terms of like they'll think twice about what these people are doing. I don't or, think
0: either of us should really assume what they're doing. And there's also like a bunch of different people, right? Like they're not a monolith. No, they're not. And the people like at the top of Hamas, just like the people at the top of any other military or group, are going to be incredibly smart people. Even if it even if it was a strategy,
1: though, I mean, that still doesn't
0: justify... No, it doesn't justify people. it. Um, no, it doesn't justify it at all. But, but that's what I'm saying. But neither... Does it being collateral damage justify the civilian casualties? I'm not... Listen, justification, first
1: of all, there's two problems with that word. One is that nothing justifies, in a a moral sense, any violent conflict. Okay, if you really want to boil it down to the most absolutist, like, ethical quandary, right? The second is that your sense and my sense of justification in a war is
0: meaningless. Right. Okay, but my only point here, and we've been talking about this for too long, but my only point here is that There are cultural ideas about how to conduct war, and that doesn't include just military tactics. It also includes what's acceptable.
1: Well, I have the right to think that my culture is more right about this.
0: And that's fine. But that's all I'm saying is that it is a cultural justification. It's not inherently better. That's it. There's nothing— Well, then we're not disagreeing. There's nothing objective about anything, like,
1: in terms of ethics. Sure. That's fine.
0: Um, But that's why it's not obvious whose side it's on or whose side is the right one. There isn't a right side because it's all decided by what different values people have.
1: The fact of the matter is that
0: <coughs> Israel and Hamas have Israel and
1: Palestine because it's not just about PLO Also they've, they've created each other to they've, they've helped push each other to this point. Sure did. Um, Yeah. And like it's at this point, it's just what what kind of what kind of people do you think Israel will elect after uh, after an attack like October 7? Mm, Let's see.
0: Probably somebody that's not going to help them in the international scene, not going to help them win favor. And maybe that's another thing. Hamas understands that if they and
1: and who do you think the Palestinians are going to be vouching for after that Israel is doing in Gaza?
0: Yeah, probably real Hamas-like people. Right? I don't know if you remember, but there were a few months ago there was a there was some stuff that happened that probably resulted in this in Gaza where there were some specific attacks where Israeli troops were going in and like taking people. I don't remember the specifics of it. I did cover it at the
1: I, time I have a strong skepticism of anything that comes out of that region
0: right now. Just all this the, was all months the ago. information. This was all the information. But still. But, like, yeah. it was, I mean, there was videos and stuff, and there was... I
1: know, but even now, I've seen, man, there's been a lot of, um, I don't know how much you've been following this, like, if you've gotten this, it, not, every not lot, every little it story that's been coming out, like, I'm sure you heard about the babies, the 40 beheaded babies that they found, or it's whatever. apparently a fake. I mean, I, it, I haven't seen any beheaded babies, you know,
0: and... The country of Israel got uh, community notes, by the way. What do you mean? Like apparently Israel put out a picture that was staged with like staged blood on it. I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't know. If Again, like accurate, uh, but like, that's the thing that I saw.
1: I don't know because and I, like
0: I saw it like I saw the Israeli official Twitter page posting this and then the community notes was re- removed. But yeah, I've, I've also
1: seen like posts from people where it's like this is the IDF spokesperson. He's saying this and that and the guy has nothing to do with the IDF. There's been a lot of like that. Everything where someone's speaking a language that I don't understand mm-hmm. and I'm just reading subtitles, I yeah. cannot take it as that's Nobody
0: Nobody's speaking English. No. Except in the American videos, and um, Canadian videos. Right.
1: And because even as an American, I've heard lots of Donald Trump said that veterans can't handle... PTSD war, that's why they get PTSD because they're pussies. He didn't kind of say that. No, he did say that. I know. That's a bad example. When you listen to him, though, you're not getting the impression that that's what he meant. Okay, that's all I'm saying. He was
0: being his regular dickish self and pulled it out. My
1: point is that.
0: Not that I don't like Trump, I like Trump.
1: My point is that there's people in this country who can misrepresent views, and if you don't know the tone and the exact words being said, they can absolutely skew what someone is saying. And it's way easier to do if I don't speak Hebrew or Arabic. Um, there's been a lot of confusion, misinformation over what's been attacked, who's died, this and that. Uh, I didn't believe the baby beheaded baby. The first time I heard it, I was like, that sounds like a crock. Of shit.
0: I don't believe anything.
1: Um, recently, I don't know if you, you had to have heard this. Um, uh, the hospital was hit.
0: Yeah, and I literally do not know who hit it. Yeah, and I, then I heard it was just the parking lot, and then it was like, and there's and a, somebody was like, "It's a J dam, yeah. it has to be Israel," and then somebody was like, "It was a misfire from from the 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 Palestinians' right. dam." I don't know. No, I don't fucking it's impossible. Have any to idea. F- no.
1: The only the only evidence I can go off of is the actual picture of the blast. Like you can find a picture in front of the hospital. That means nothing to me. Yes, the, I've seen where, it. But, where the bomb went off? Yeah. And that's supposedly the blast that killed 500 people, and it's like a scorch mark on the ground, like some cars got fucked up. I saw that. doesn't yeah. look like 500 people. Unless back. there's another thing. Yeah, but it's like, who, who, who gives the body counts? The Palestinian Ministry of Health in Gaza, who is directly managed by Hamas. Like, Yeah. So, I mean, if I was Hamas, I would be pumping up those numbers because the whole way Israel loses this war is the cultural war,
0: and they're losing
1: that. Uh-huh. Well,
0: people are horrified by some of the stuff. I've been horrified yeah. by stuff that I've seen said by, like... It, it, for people in positions of power, it's been mostly people on the Israeli side. I've been horrified by a bunch of things that people have said. But, you know, a, a lot of, like, politicians, uh, commentators... Like, the way Ben Shapiro's been going off, it's been like, oh, my God.
1: I wouldn't put too much... Ben Shapiro, man. There's I mean, a lot it's... of it,
0: though. There's a lot of it. And, and like, that is Well, first of all, the U.S. US is, to gonna, quantify that, is going to... It's going to...
1: The U.S. has been... Obviously, they're, you know, pro-Israel, right? They're our ally. We have to f- support them. But they've also played the the uh, escalation game pretty well, okay? This country has taken a surprisingly f- calm approach to the situation. Uh, yeah. It's thanks to them that Palestine, Palestinians are going to be getting any f- aid through Gaza at all.
0: Some of what I've seen is that this, this has to do with a support thing. But I, you know, I don't know. It's like I've heard so many times that they're trying to get us to go to war with Iran, and then there's just not enough normal population support behind it. And I feel like somebody claimed, and I, I have no way of like saying whether this is true or not, yeah. that they did not like, like that they were surprised at at the lack of support, especially amongst the younger generations, for war with Israel, right. and amongst the troops themselves. Of going to war and dying for Israel.
1: Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I don't know. Um, you would think the internet would make it so that the correct information is much easier to access? But it, it turns out that worse. Yeah, it's it's, it's
0: worse. It's because you can't uh, trust anybody. No, especially in a situation like this. You can't no. trust the Israeli government. You can't trust the PLO. One of those. Or mis- Hamas. One of those videos of the the
1: the hospital strike. You know, was uh. Side-by-side side of a JDAM going off in Afghanistan. And then you go, look, this is what it sounds like and looks like. And then there's another video where you can hear, like, basically identical signature, you know, see an identical explosion. But it's a completely dark video. You have no idea if the building that's hit is even the hospital. You have no idea when this video was taken. You don't know if the sound was put into that video. Yeah. Like, there a million things. You know, there's no way to to... You know, confirm any of the stuff that's being talked about. I saw another one which shows goes, "This is proof that the IDF committed the airstrike." Here is a jet you can see, you can hear, and see the jet flying overhead. It's but it's the top of a building being struck four times by explosive by bombs from a, a jet. Well, that's not what happened at the hospital. So, yeah. like. like it's so easy to misinform people because even if what you have, what you're presenting can be easily misproven. Yeah. If someone's already in that bias, they will take it at face value and they will regurgitate it to other people.
0: And then it's also that like, if the correct information is out there, you just put out a couple fake stories and then people can't, they don't have the time to sift through the information and figure out what's real.
1: No, it's like, it's like trying to read terms and conditions of like every goddamn
0: device and software you've ever used. It's like information overload. We're screwed. Yeah. It's not okay. happening. Well, I, I think that's a good place to end it. All to right. be honest, um, we'll, we'll end it there. So this is the end of the episode. So if you haven't already, please rate the podcast five stars. I would really appreciate it.